Welcome to The Great Traits. Now, here's your host, Gene Valaitis. And welcome to The Great Traits. Yes, I'm Gene Valaitis, your host. This is going to be a great show today. And on today's show, we have Mark Tewksbury. Mark, of course, is a, a Canadian best known for winning the gold medal in the 100-meter backstroke at the 1992 Summer Olympics. But Mark is way more than that. He's on the board of directors of Special Olympics Canada. He's a speaker. He fights for equal rights through sports. Uh, he's an actor. He's an entertainer. He's just an all-around good guy. And he, along with Olympic coach Debbie Muir, wrote The Great Traits of Champions, which led to GreatTraits.com and the High Performance Corporate Champions Program. By way of transparency, I'm a graduate of the program, and that's how I met Mark. And it was just, it was a life-changing program for me. Hey, Mark, welcome to, uh, welcome to the podcast today. It's so great to have you here. Thanks, Gene. Good to be here. Well, you know, uh, one thing I want to know is, you know, Debbie is an award-winning coach, one of the best in Canada. She's coached people to gold medals, to silver medals. We did a great podcast with her. Um, I'm just curious, because I, I kind of know a bit of the story, and part of it's kind of funny. How did you and Debbie meet up, and how did she help coach you to a gold medal? Because I know that there was one American swimmer who you just couldn't beat. But you did and won a gold medal. That's a great little story. <laughs> well, it's actually the birthplace of great traits of our whole business. And as it was happening at that time, we had no idea that this all these years later would turn into this really amazing corporate leadership training program. But it really started um, very authentically. I, I first really connected with Debbie at uh, the World Championships in Perth, Australia, a year and a half before the Olympics. I had greatly admired her um, as a coach. You know, you have to understand that Debbie was the, the leader of a group of, of athletes that for basically a decade were like the golden years. And because their synchronized swimming was an aquatic sport, I would always be at the world championships with them or the Olympics with them and just watch them, you know, win world championship title after world championship title, Olympic gold, Olympic silver. So I was pretty much in awe, but at those world championships, for whatever reason, Debbie and I often ended up at the sort of cafeteria where Canada would eat at our hotel. And we were the last two there every night. So we'd ended up finally after about six nights saying, hi, <laughs> my name's Debbie. I'm Mark. Why don't we hang out? And, what had she seemed so scary as a coach, but she was actually a really amazing person and very curious, and she was a wonderful person to talk to. And at those world, at those world championships, I had this massive breakthrough where I was a silver medalist. I missed gold by six one hundredths of a second. I was charging up the last fifty meters. I could hear the entire stadium on their feet cheering, and Debbie actually saw that race. And so we had this sort of really wonderful bond. Fast forward to six months where that same competitor, Jeff Rouse, the American world record holder, smashed the world record. He dropped 1.2 seconds from the time that we had swam at the world championships, basically leaving me in a position to, to drop the same amount of time that it had taken from the time I was 16 to 23. So over wow. seven years, just the unthinkable. And I just can't believe sometimes happen chance, you know, there happened to be a wedding in Calgary, a sport wedding. Debbie and I joke it was an industry wedding. <laughs> so all the sport people in Calgary were there. And I saw Debbie again. I hadn't seen her since the world championships. And she could tell from the expression on my face, something wasn't right. And 
So that's when we reconnected. And it started as, as you know, Debbie asking questions and finding a way maybe to see if we could work together, which turned into this remarkable journey of, of winning the Olympics. And just a few things of note, Jean. You know, Debbie was a, a woman leading a, a sport that was for women coming into a sport of men. Swimming was all the coaches were men. All of the leaders and, and officials were men. And so we really had an uphill battle to say, you know, we're going to work together to do this. And, and people dismissed what we were doing. They didn't want to take it seriously. And that just helped further the bond between Debbie and I to sort of mm -hmm. let's show these guys and let's do it. And after the whole thing was over, so in the end, spoiler alert, I win the Olympics. Yay. <laughs> I drop 1.2 seconds. I outtouch Jeff Rouse by six one hundredths. He's completely shocked even more than I am for winning. It's Canada's first gold medal. Uh, all these wonderful things. But when I got back, Debbie and I knew that we had done something very special. And so we went up to the mountains in Banff and we sat down and we thought to ourselves, we asked ourselves the question, what did we do that transcended our individual sports that were the foundation for this enormous achievement? And from that, one day came the achiever traits and the great traits of champions. Of course, Debbie's experience as a coach very much informed the, the leadership traits because it's in, in essence a similar experience from two different points of view. Um, and then the legacy, we're, we're part of this thing called the Olympic movement. We've always been part of something that's bigger than ourselves. We understand that importance of, of that notion of leadership as well. So from that one experience, that's where Debbie and I met. It wouldn't be until 2008, so 16 years after winning the Olympics together, that we would actually form the company, Great Traits, and write the book, The Great Traits of Champions, and another 10 years to get here. Well, you know, here's here's the great lesson that, that I get from that story, and it gives me goosebumps. You know what? It shows everybody that even Olympic champions, a man with a gold medal and a silver medal, and a woman who's coached people to silvers and gold medals, even with that success, you guys had to start somewhere. Well, absolutely. And really, as, as Debbie learned fairly quickly, um, started from our kind of ground zero from a skill-based perspective. So, you know, I, what's really cool is I, I think when Debbie talks about high performance in sport and coaching and then applies it to leadership, I was part of that experience as an athlete and literally saw how we had to break down this underwater technical work that I had zero base in and just skill set by skill set, build it up so that over time, collectively, it just changed the way that I swam the 100-meter backstroke. But the very first time we went to the pool, Debbie was kind of trying to maybe impress me a little bit. So she had she did an exercise where I watched her swimmers do it, the, the synchronized swimming women, where they would tie a weight around their waist and dolphin kick off the bottom of the pool to do this vertical dolphin kick. And she might have been showing off by putting a little extra weight on mine because I was a guy. <laughs> But having no realization that I actually had zero skill in this. So I'll never forget being on the bottom of the very deep end of the University of Calgary pool, which is like super deep because it's got a 10 meter diving platform. So your ears almost pop when you're at the bottom. And I was trying to kick my way to the surface with this weight around my waist. And I realized 
I was never going to make the surface. And I started to kind of panic. It's 30 seconds. I'm losing all my air. And I came up for breath and oh, I sort of exhaled. And Debbie took a moment and just said, okay, you're even worse than I thought. <laughs> but this is good. And that was really Debbie's thing. You know, I think why I opened up so much to her is because she always was so positive, even in that disastrous situation where she's like, I thought you had a baseline that you don't have. So this is great because now we know where to start. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't have this information, we wouldn't know. And, and funny enough, like that simple idea, we call it the AER principle, the act, evaluate, revise, the ability to be confident enough as a leader to take the information that's been given to you and completely change your plan because what you thought was true is no longer true. I mean, I saw that day one working with Debbie. And so I think she talks about a coaching attitude. And, you know, part of that is communicating and being open to feedback. And she was fantastic at that with me from day yeah. one. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about, as I call it, put some meat on the bone and talk about the nuts and bolts of the of the uh, CCP. Um, but you have fun with this whole idea of being a champion. Tell me a little bit more of having fun with the idea of being a champion. Sure. Well, first of all, the, the Corporate Champions Program is a leadership training program applied on the job, at work, very practical. It's not just sort of something that's put to practical use as opposed to theory. Um, but you do move through a, a high-performance pathway. And so there's three levels to that. And it's the first journey is as an achiever. And, you know, as, as an achiever, you want to win. It's about beating competition. It's about being your best, reaching your win goals. And it's about leading yourself to that stuff. So we really believe leadership starts by having to understand the mechanics of achievement yourself, because as a leader, you're creating that environment for other people to achieve. So once you go through that first level of kind of becoming your own champion, if you will, understanding the mechanics of what it takes to win and be successful, you move to the next level of coursework, which is the leader traits, which is really about creating the environment for others to become champions. It's about really, um, as I said, creating that environment, taking a stand, doing whatever's necessary to bring out the best in the people that you're leading. And that changes from person to person. That's the nuance of our, our leader traits is that there's no one blanket way to be a great leader. Great leadership depends on how you're able to respond to the people that you're leading to bring the best out of them. And then once you've you finish that level of coursework, you go to the final level. And I think it's something that makes our program super unique. And that's that the third level of coursework looks at legacy. It's the idea that um, how are you going to have a positive impact long into the future? What are the ripple effects of your legacy actions? Great to lead and achieve, but you know, is it positive? Is it sustainable? What's the long-term impact? And in that way, being a champion, you know, champion has a double entendre. You can be a winner and, and win competition, but you can also be a person who stands up for a cause or stands up on behalf of someone else. And I love that part of our program because, as you know, as a big advocate, one of the first out gay athletes, gay Olympic champions in the world 22 years ago, 
you know, the Olympics allowed me to A, be a champion and literally be champion others and champion a cause. So um, it's a very robust look at the notion of leadership. Um, but I think that's what makes it so, so exciting and rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different elements to this program, but it, it, it's inspired by sports. And, and maybe you can just talk to me about what these two words, high performance, mean to you and what participants in this program can expect from those two words, high performance? Sure. It's a great question. Um, I think for me, it's the ongoing lifelong commitment to improvement. It's, you know, performing at a really high level, uh, attaining that standard of excellence. But that means it requires continual effort. And I think that's why the Corporate Champion program works is because you have to apply and practice the high performance skills every day on the job to whatever you're doing to succeed. And, and we hold you to that. It's, it's, it's robust without being onerous. It's a big commitment, but it's very manageable because it's incremental and bite-sized delivered over time, over 12 weeks. Um, but high performance takes time and it, it needs a baseline to do it from. So, for example, for me to win the Olympics, I had to learn how to adapt to the feedback that Debbie was giving me to then learn the next skill. And once I had that skill that we isolated, I would go back to my swimming practice and every time I did a flip turn, I would actually apply that small skill that I just learned until it became second nature and we could apply the next skill until suddenly I had so many skills at this unconscious level that I became more excellent because of it. And that's the same sort of methodology that we follow with teaching this program. So I love that it's inspired by what we did to win the Olympics, but it's also inspired by kind of the mechanics and delivery of high performance, the, the show you how, and then you have to go actually do it. Yeah. You know, and I love that one word that we use all the time in this course and you've used in this podcast, and that word is applied. When, when you see people go through the course and how they apply this on a week-to-week basis, and then you see them at the graduation, what are some of your fond memories of people who have applied this? And what, what growth and what changes have you seen in people that really get you excited about teaching this course with Debbie? Well, the cool thing is, Gene, like it, it happens almost on week one. So mm-hmm. you, you start to see the sharing between the, the cohort the aha moments start to emerge. But I make a big promise at the beginning. I, I promise people that we're going to take you on this pathway, that as you go through, it's going to seem, you know, piece by piece, maybe underwhelming, but there's going to be a moment where the actual, the amount of content that you're learning combined with the rigor of application, the 12 weeks of having to read the exercises in the playbook, a report back on something related to that and how it was applied in the workplace, over time, it actually becomes almost like a language that people speak. You know, there's 26 letters in the alphabet, there's 24 traits. And, you know, as the 26 letters in the alphabet start to come together, you form words. Same thing happens with with the traits. People start to almost speak the language. And it's really fun to see. At the beginning, everyone seems to think that they're going to have an achiever or leader trait that is their favorite. But by the end of the program, those legacy traits dovetail into both sets. And people tend to leave with some sort of legacy trait that really gets us excited because at a young 
early part in people's career, they're already thinking, you know, decades later, what's the impact of what I'm doing going to have on my company and on me as a leader? Well, listen, Mark, these stories have been fantastic. Uh, you know what would be really helpful? I mean, you know, Debbie's podcast, if you haven't heard it, was such fantastic philosophy about sports and high performance and applied leadership. You've given us the nuts and bolts of the course. And oh boy, it's been so accurate. Can you give us some dates, what's coming up, how people get involved, where they should go? Yeah, for sure, Gene. So the program runs 12 weeks. Our next class launches on September 14th. That means they'll graduate on December 8th. Uh, the Achiever course, Leading Yourself to Great Things, is the first five weeks. We then go the launch the, the Leader course, Creating the Environment for Others to be Great, Leading Others. That's five weeks. And then we dovetail into the final two weeks, which is Legacy, which is, again, that sort of long-term vision of sustainability and hopefully positivity with your, your impact. Um, every week, so we want people that are absolutely committed to learning, that have a growth mindset, that are excited about being better. We want high performers, high potentials, new people managers that are really ready to up their skills. Um, this, is a, this is a real privilege. You're going to work with one of the Olympics' most winning coaches. Um, I'm also going to be part of this. Gene, you're part of the faculty, as is Lorraine Sagato. We have incredible trainers that come from different aspects of high performance and performing on demand. So we want people that really want to see this as a phenomenal Olympic-inspired training experience where like an Olympic athlete goes through a development program and becomes better over time like I did to win the Olympics, mm. we're going to do for your leadership career. Yeah. So join us on September 14th. Yeah, it'll be great. And you can get all the information at thegreattrades.com. I'm not going to give it away, but you do get a little something at the end of the course. And um, let me just say, it will stick with you like your cell phone does all day long. But that's all I'm going to say. But I think that's pretty accurate. You'll probably agree with me. I have it in my hands as we speak, but I'm not going to give it away either. But it's, okay. it's, the, it's the final secret weapon yep. in our arsenal of tools that makes sure that the learning sticks. I should say our wet repertoire of tools. It just makes sure that the learning, you know, stays with you day to day, which is the whole thing about applied. It never ends. Yeah. Uh, listen. We always ask uh, on the Great uh, Traits podcast, we always ask one final question of everybody, but you're going to get two questions, and I'm surprising you with the first one. <laughs> you don't know it's coming. Then we'll get to uh, which one is your favorite trait. Where would we find your gold medal today? <laughs> well, that gold medal's had quite a journey. It's just, it's sitting out like a piece of art now because it's, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. There's a gold, silver, bronze. I've got them on a, a little thing. For years, it sat in a, in a bag, in my bag, because I used to travel with it for, for about 10 or 15 years. I handed it out when I spoke. Um, so many people have held it. The, the gold on the back has completely rubbed off and it just looks silver because it's a stainless silver underneath. Um, and, and for a while, it was in the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. It was part of an exhibit from 2015 till 2016. And um, I've got it now. But when I pass away, hopefully many, many decades from now, it will go back to the Canadian Museum for Human Rights because I've always felt like Debbie created the space for me to be a human. That legacy piece was so huge to me. Her ability to celebrate humanity and, and love me for who I was as a closeted gay person at that time, that that actually 
difference became my superpower. And if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have won in the end. So I, I feel mm. like it was a human rights medal just as much as it was a sport medal. Yeah. Well, you know what? All of Canada continues to be very, very proud of you, not only for your Olympic medals, but you're an agent for social change and you do so much great work and especially working with the Special Olympics. So on behalf of all sports fans, uh, thanks for your incredible accomplishments. And, and also thank you and Debbie for coming up with this absolutely incredible high-performance course. So let me get to the final question that we ask everybody. I love having fun with this. Um, in, the, in the course, you'll get a card with a, with a book, and it's called the uh, 24 uh, Traits at a Glance. Uh, I have the card with me all the time. Uh, this is in addition to the little special something you get when you graduate that we're not going to talk about. Tell me, what is your favorite trait? Maybe it's just your favorite trait today, and do you have a story about it? Well, you know, I think that for me, like I was kind of assigned, assigned the trait under the achiever section called generate enthusiasm, which is basically sharing your excitement with people, creating a possible ripple effect, understanding your attitude plays a big role in success. And that was so natural for me for such a long time. But I have to say, especially through this COVID-19 pandemic, I've really looked to the leadership trait, embrace contradictions. Mm -hmm. um, that's accepting the nature of paradox, um, you know, really understanding the art and science of leadership, that you have to be sensitive to new information in this time. And based on that, make good decisions. So I think of my, my role with the Canadian Olympic Committee. Um, you know, we were, we were excited about sending a team to Tokyo. And as information came, we had to contradict ourselves. And, and from one week to the next, suddenly we're no longer sending a team, even if the games are going because of the circumstances in March of what it was like for our athletes to be basically locked down and, and not able to train. And we were the first Olympic committee in the world to, to sort of put that pressure on the IOC. So I've just learned like one, as long as you can provide a rationale and really help people understand why you're having to change the decision you're making, um, that's a fundamental part of leadership, and it's been a very important one for me in some of my roles over the past couple months. I love these answers every time I pose that question. Hey, listen, uh, Mark, just quickly, one more time. The next class, again, is starting? September 14th, 2020. We only have 40 spots available. Many of them are already going because um, we had to cancel a class in March, so a lot of those participants are rolling over. So if you're interested, check out the registration at thegreattraits.com. If you're a high performer and you're willing to get better and want to learn from the best, we want you. That's great. Mark Tewksbury, thanks for being on the podcast today. For Mark, I'm Gene Valaitis. Join us again on our next The Great Traits podcast. This has been The Great Traits. Go to thegreattraits.com for more. What's your great trait? 